How was your knocky, Brad? Yeah, it was good. Um, to be fair, it was a tag team from me and Elle, so nice. got some. Yeah, she was doing all the cutting of the veg, and I was just trying to make it taste nice. So, so what did you have it? What did you have it with? Ooh. So a bit of sh- shallots and garlic to start, and then put some tomatoes into fry. Um, they had this like sun dried tomato sauce, and then just put loads of spices in. It's lovely to be fair. Nice and sounds nice really and good. Knocky's yeah, one of them though. I, like sometimes a bit too squishy. I quite like it when it's quite like kind of like roasted on the side, sort of thing. It's a bit harder than soft. Yeah. But no, it is nice. I don't agree. Um, I think you're the only man from Salford ever to use the term shallots. <laughs> what wow, what else are they we phrased phrased as? Oh no, no, sorry, not use the word or just use just them. use them full stop. No, <laughs> no, the full stop. <laughs> they have been sorry in the pantry for some time. That's the first time I've probably ever cooked with them actually. Last three ages though, don't they? Onions. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't my decision either. I went for I wanted to go with spring onion, but I got outvoted. Uh, yeah, I, I'm feeling the shallot. Yeah, yeah. All right, should we start? Yeah, let's go. Everyone, welcome back to the Talking Heads and Tales podcast, where we're going to have a bit of a ramble through this week's sport, current affairs, and just have a bit of a catch-up. I'm here with two people that are so similar, they've actually been uh, confused for each other, or people thought they were the same person at one point. Brad, Pat, how's it going, boys? Brad, how's your week been? Um, Yeah, been good. Touching on that, we're all doing a bit of a meet-up in a few weeks' time, so... I might be telling myself, telling a few people I'm Pat just to get away with a few things. So that'll be um, interesting. <laughs> but yeah. Um... People being, being the busies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely not Newcastle University Rugby League. And I'm definitely not Brad. But yeah. Um, week was going all right until I did a pointless trip to Liverpool today. That was better, better left unspoken. But yeah. Um... Got a bit of a result out of it. Went to Cheshire Oaks, which is probably my happy place. What place? It's so that's big. Good. That's a big detour, that Brad, to Liverpool, then to Cheshire Oaks, then back. It's like a big circle, really, isn't it? Like a teardrop yeah. circle. Did you yeah. go through the? Um, did you go through the Mersey Tunnel as well? Like it sounds like you've got like a weird tunnel fetish, and that you at weekends you go to random. I actually wanted to touch on this because I was going through this tunnel, the tunnel, and going, "This is just amazing." Tunnels are just absolutely ridiculous. They are. They I was, are crazy. I was watching it on my like sat nav as I was going under, and obviously there's no roads anywhere. So as I was going through, I was like, "This is just." Ab-. I think to be fair, if the Mersey Tunnel blew my mind, I can't imagine what the Euro Tunnel would do. The Euro Tunnel's up there, isn't it? It's one of the best tunnels of all time. Yeah, I've never done I've it, never so been. I'd love to do it, but. I don't know. I don't. How I don't I'll be ever invented that, and these things haven't just been like new sort of technology, <laughs> has on, it? It's... Hold on. How <laughs> did they invent what the concept of a tunnel or the or the tunnel from, from Britain to Europe? So the concept of building a tunnel underwater. Yeah, I've never I've never researched pretty, how it works. All I know is you go in on one I side, think you just like dig deep enough yeah. to go under the water, and then. Trial and error, isn't it? They're just yeah. sick of bridges. Like, oh, that bridge keeps falling down. I've got an idea. 
Instead yeah. of going over it, we'll go under it. Maybe you can't go over it. Maybe you can't go under it. Yeah, but at no point when I was going through that tunnel did I think I'm going underneath here. It was like just driving straight. Felt like a flat line. No, you you go downhill. Yeah, you do you go the tine tunnel anywhere. They got some hill. The, the tine tunnel's got a real noticeable gradient. I got lost because Newcastle. If you go the wrong way when you're driving from down south up to Newcastle, if you go, if you stay on one extra junction, you've got to go through the tunnel, haven't you? Yeah. I like the tunnel. It's decent. You can't pay by card, which I think is an absolute ridiculous thing. Oh, changed until about it's... until about a couple of months ago. You, it's all um, contactless now. You have to log into the portal and pay pay your journey. Yeah, it's yeah. A joke. That stumped me. To be fair, when I did when I was up in Newcastle driving back from being at home, I was like, I've got absolutely no other way of paying apart from card. Well, there's, there's a yeah. card machine there, isn't there? Yeah, the, yeah. It wouldn't be in the first. Like I've done it. I've done it a couple of times, particularly as a student. I'm when we once getting caught short and like pulling in. Well, on you the, shot yourself. No, getting uh, caught short in terms of change and pulling on the side of the road and being like, like there was no card machine back in the day that you could get change from. And just literally people pulling in and being like, I can I have ten p because I'm ten p short. I would like just don't have the change because you can't back out at that point once you're too late. No, you can't go There's the no way. way you can't go through. back through the tunnel. You, yeah. you could, but it'd be an interesting, interesting drive. It's well annoying. There's nothing funnier seeing than seeing somebody who's like boxed in at the um, at the barrier and they don't have enough change. Or they, oh. it's so funny. You've never seen somebody's like flap so much. Oh, reverse yeah. light going on. No, nobody yeah. can move behind them. Especially if it's like four or five cars deep. Yeah. Wait, what, what did you get from Cheshire Oaks then, uh, Brad? It's, yeah. it's my little Place haven, really. I'll probably go like every, every other... Oh, I'll go every other month and it's just do the full lap. So you start at Nike and then you go all you the way back. start at Nike, dear. Oh, that's I normally park where Nike is. Ooh. Well, yeah, so I'd go into Nike and then if I didn't... If I saw stuff and didn't want to buy it then, I'd just obviously go do a loop then go back into it. So I'll, I'll hit Nike twice because it's probably my favourite shop there. Is Nike, is Nike still at... Oh, yeah, he is. Is Nike still up by Wagamama's up there in that corner there? No. Like, like the top corner on the right? Um, As you drive in, is it immediately on the right? I have a... I have a it's immediately on your left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Got you. But yeah, I do it yeah, quite yeah, backwards yeah. actually. So I'll start at Nike and then I'll cross the road where next is and go around there instead of follow it, not crossing the road and going back round. I'm oh, a multi-story car park kind of guy when I go to Cheshire Oaks. Oh yeah, oh, multi-story. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, at the bottom. I've never parked in a multi-story at the park there before. Well, I was banking on um, it, it being quiet because of the Liverpool game because it's never quiet. It's not, it's never quiet, no, but it's normally, well, it's normally full of scousers, so I thought Liverpool around, they're going to be either at the game or in Liverpool watching the game. But Liverpool City Centre, when I was there for all of 10 minutes, wasn't busy either. So what's happened here then? Um, just went to Liverpool, made a phone call, came back home. Well, went to nice. the <laughs> um, Say no more. 
say, say no, no more. more. Oh, yeah. that's painful, isn't it? Yeah. But Anything yeah, else got... to report, Brad? Um, no, apart from my successes at Cheshire Oaks, but there's nothing really successful. Uh, well, not well, it was successful, but there's nothing glamorous <laughs> to note. How's your week been, Pat? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Yeah, it's good. Um, except for in preparation for our um, annual get-together, I was sort of panicking and flapping looking for my tie because it's obviously been a few years now since I've been and worn my tie. Um, so uh, I'm rooting around in my cupboard. I see my tie at the back of the cupboard and I sort of pull it, I quite aggressively pull it because I've been frantically looking for it for about 40 minutes um, and what, what comes out of the cupboard is half a tie it's torn and off um, go on disbelief there Bradley I don't know the makeup of a cotton tie and the value of it disintegrating but well, it's not hey, really... if you think them ties are cotton you've got another thing coming <laughs> they're as polyester as polyester can be but yeah. even then, just, just sat in a cord for two years, it shouldn't be in a state of no return. Three. Three years. Or did you not go to 2020? No. No. So uh, it's been sat in the cupboard for three years. The point of where it's sat in the cupboard, um, a bit too much info, but it's quite mouldy and there's a ventilation brick there. So it's sort of not a nice part of the room. It's not, it's pretty grim. Um so it's sat in the back of the cupboard there and it does regularly get mouldy. Every every sort of so often I do have to just put everything through the wash. Like this is sort of, let's put that, frame that. So yeah, um, pulled it out and it was, yeah. I but mean... Like your Chernobyl section of your wardrobe. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's uh, let's just say we're leaving the wardrobes here when we move out. Um, I thought they were built here. Oh no, you can pull them off the wall. Like they're fixed oh, to the wall, but you can, you can pull them off. Um... So yeah, totally fixed got it. half a tie. Went straight, went, uh, went straight in the bin. Went straight in the bin. It was horrible. Uh, but yeah, no Max. Shout out to Max, friend of the pod, swapped me out with uh, friend of the pod. Andy's just made England students. Oh, congratulations to Max. Well done. Congratulations, Max. Uh, some um, big from Netherlands made England students. I would like to just point out, Brad, that on this tie, uh, not to be too graphic, but on this tie. I reckon it's been soaked in about 25 pints and had a lot of Greg's sausage, bean and cheese spilt down it and is probably suffering from some uh, tobacco and smoke damage as well. So it was always going to rip it off. Oh, I don't doubt that, especially with it, lack of washing of it too. I should I have thrown a Ricky Pont in there and framed it and it should have got a, an old one and a new one and been like, this is all this horrible things that have horrible, horrible things and miserable weekends being hung <laughs> over um, in between. No, the art of wearing that tie, though, I think it's the only time in the year where, apart from say maybe weddings, where you actually wear a tie, is this one, one random Saturday in the middle of March. Do you wear them for your rugby, Jed? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've not got one yet, though. Uh, I need to get one, but yeah. Have you, have you got your chinos and your brown brogues ready for um, your socials? No, I haven't actually. Well, I've got chinos, but um, 
I've not got brown brogues. Because, you know, I'm I'm a bit of like a bit of an alternative rugby union player, aren't I? <laughs> do you wear your dogs? Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, I do. I put my dogs on. Uh, I've only done it once. Like, I've only played one for a team game, haven't um, Oh, the, the, the two's not worthy of a social. No, yeah, they are. But I just didn't go out after that uh, after the two's game. Because no, I was concussed AF. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, did we just watch the football boys? Obviously, as a Liverpool fan, it was a um, great spectacle. Yeah, good game. and very, very good game. I think it was from both sides' perspectives. Like, there's so many opportunities where they should have really have uh, finished the game off. Probably Chelsea. You probably agree, Jed, that Chelsea had the more clear opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see the. Like stat for how many times they were actually offside and it led to goals both teams because I've never seen it happen that much in a game. Well, Chelsea put the ball in the back of net three times, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and Liverpool and all offside. Yeah, and Liverpool. Yeah, that was that's a good one to go on get topic to get onto actually regarding that that offside. It's a bit. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't clear. Was Van Dyke offside or was he interfering? Is that which one did he get penalised? He was for? impacting the play. So if you're offside and impact the play, so if you're oh, offside and then block a player, blocking the player isn't the issue. It's more the, he was offside when blocking the player. Right. Okay. Which doesn't really make much sense, but I think it happened a couple of weeks ago with might have been Chelsea actually, uh, a similar situation where player in an offside position was it's like if you stand in front of a keeper when someone else is someone else shoots you're still interfering with play yeah well, shout out to Mendy though oh well, it's yeah not bad for him Getting I know he played off. well too yeah played really well hasn't he played in every single Carabao Cup game as well up until today no that's Kappa daff- well Kappa's played in all the Carabao Cup games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got that the wrong way around. No, okay. Yeah. So Mendy's the one that started today and then they took off. I just don't get why they took him off. He's a very good keeper and he's a massive boy. <laughs> he yeah. is a big, thick boy, isn't he? Yeah. So I think you put it on a, a WhatsApp group that like he'd just take up a third of the goal. <laughs> and so like why Andy's just won the, the shootout in the final of the Africa Cup of Nations. So I know. Strange, strange decision, but... Weird decision, yeah. It is weird, because when keepers are in goal, they need to make themselves look big. Mendy does not need to make himself look any bigger than he already is in regards to filling a portion of the net, because he's just that big. Yeah, he is, um, and he's just a, a good keeper as well. Like, he's strong hands. He played really well. Yeah. Just, yeah, that save for Man, um, Marnie in the first half was absolutely yeah. out of this world. Yeah, good save that. Yeah, it should have been buried. I do also think that Kepper had zero interest in scoring or taking that penalty. Oh, he, he was going on in his head. <laughs> that, in his head, he was sick of it. <laughs> yeah. It's gone on too long. We were three hours into a cup final and he just wanted to go on. I put a tweet out just saying he's gone full fuck it footy and gone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if the rest are going to call it, I'll call Good it. Time. <laughs> yeah. I've the, had je- the game is done. It's ran its course. We've got too much singing, too much aggravation from both fans. Let's just 
Let's just call it a day. Go home. Get the tapas on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, he'll live near London. He'll live near Wembley as well, or in London. So, was he being was he being courteous to the Liverpool fans, thinking they've got work tomorrow? Let's get them. Yeah, home. you've got a train to get. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. You've got work tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. want any of you to be late. Yeah, someone might have shouted to him. Oh, come on, come on, man! I've got the half half eight train from yeah from uh, Euston. The kids I'm are knackered as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kepper, the kids are knackered. I'm putting them down to bed soon. Just Kepper. get it done. Kepper, I'll slip you a tenner if you let us go home. <laughs> yeah, so is, he, is, is he the real hero of uh, the Carabao Cup final? Has he or kept maybe... Liverpool's economy going? Yeah, yeah, potentially. Or maybe Kepper's just thought, look, we're away at Luton on Wednesday night. Everyone needs a good, good few nights <laughs> sleep before then. <laughs> yeah, it's mental that both teams have got a game on Wednesday. Stunts, isn't it? Yeah, that's what happens with cups and stuff. It just stockpiles the games, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, because now that they're, they're one, they've got to chase up on a Premier League game, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, Liverpool are still on for the quad. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Take well, so I mean, ten points to make up. Oh, no, City I don't... No, they're only three points, points behind now. Three points behind. Three points? What game week have you been looking at the Premier League table from? December. <laughs> it, it's, techni- it's technically in Liverpool's hands. Yeah. Because they're ahead on goal City. difference. They've got to play City. If they win every game for the remainder rest of the season, barring mind Sorry. City don't put 20 past people. Sorry, I was thinking of the difference between second and third. That was oh, just okay. a stat from today, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, penalties. Do we think it's the best way to um, settle a game? Because obviously Never. it was was one of the best nil-nils I've ever seen. I know that's, that's something what the commentators said. But it was good. It, it was, was good. a good, very good game. Um, so, alternatives to penalties. Because it doesn't seem fair that it's down to one, one person who doesn't even want to be there and has played for the entirety of one minute of the game. Yeah, well, my original thoughts were going the field hockey route where you've just got to dribble the ball as quickly as you can to the goal and score it as in like a normal game. So that is, it takes a bit more skill, doesn't it, than just firing a ball from, what, 10 yards out? Yeah. So that's something I'd like to see. At least trial it. They trialled everything else, haven't they? So I'm sure they were yeah, trialling it. They do it in MLS, didn't they? Yeah. And it's fun, isn't it? Like... It's a lot. It's a lot still, more skill involved. Still one versus one, yeah. 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 But you just yeah, dribble like the that. ball from the halfway line. Yeah. But then you I get like... you get a lot of arguments, wouldn't you? So say the rebounds count. Yeah. But you settle that either way. No, you you you'll have one shot. What happens oh. if like the goalkeeper comes out and just absolutely clatters the man with the ball, two foot him? Yeah, what would you again. get him to do it again? No, I say that's fair game. Yeah, probably fair game. You've got two close to keep there, really, haven't you? Yeah, fair. Um, I'd say as soon as the ball touches a keeper, it's over. What if it goes off the keeper and in? 
Um, over. <laughs> yeah, over. It still doesn't count. You have to shoot over. it clean. <laughs> it has to be a clean goal. But you can get rebounds off the woodwork. That would be interesting. Here's one. What about Cross-bar a massive challenge? game, Eds and Vs? <laughs> Eds and Vs, yeah. Crossbar challenge, yeah. But again, crossbar challenge, it's just kind of one person, isn't it? Not too much skill. It's not a it's team game, really, thing. is it? What Heads about... and Vs that yeah. finishes in red arse. Yeah. Whoever has... the manager has to be red arse. Yeah. <laughs> or how about like testing like another skill, like like winning a header? So like the keeper or the ref just absolutely boots it up in the air and two players just have to try and win the header. Or like a basketball start-off. You already throw the ball in the air. Yeah, yeah. Just have two, two of the biggest lads go for it there. One thing I'd like to see is in extra time, every 30 seconds, where would that work? No, it wouldn't. Every two minutes or three minutes. Yeah, every three minutes. A player comes one off. One outfield player comes off. Yeah, love it. Love it. Everyone's Who would you pick first? It's just the keepers. Who would you pick <laughs> first to come off? Strikers. Yeah. The striker on last. Imagine two strikers and two keepers. Oh, that would imagine the tackles. They would just be awful, wouldn't they? On 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 a similar note of um like bad tackling, people going one versus one. What about that thing you used to do in junior rugby where you'd all get a number and you'd all have to line up back to back, like to into a channel, and then they'd be like Number twelve, and then like all the two twelves run like and there's a ball in the middle, and it just is a fifty fifty challenge. And whoever wins, whoever wins it, like Ultimately, whoever comes better off, like whether they injured injured or win the ball. Ultimately, you want to run it straight challenge between football players because yeah. <laughs> that would be an absolute yeah. shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Well, there's loads of on. options, aren't there? Just to settle anything, bit of yeah. rock paper scissors, coin toss. Pint of Bailey's. Heads and tails. Yeah. Uno. Uno. <laughs> a big game. That's what they'll, them. That's what not they'll a... have to do at the Qatar World Cup, isn't it? Uno. Because they'll just be like, it's too hot to do anything. We're just going to have to play a card <laughs> game. I'm <laughs> sure... World it... Cup settled by Uno. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure in Newcastle University Rugby League folklore that one game was actually settled either by a coin toss or by rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, I've I've heard this story. Um, I think it was a cup game and the pitch was too wet and they had to settle it by a coin toss. Then the captain for Newcastle got proper kitted up, taped round the head and walked out to the middle of the pitch to do this coin toss and then they won it. <laughs> That's class. How buzzing would you be? Yeah, you would. Would you be happy playing 18 minutes and winning or coin toss, win? Zero injuries, all fresh. Oh, coin toss, one hundred percent. We don't actually want to play rugby. We just want to win in any shape or form, then go out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that winning feeling without being sore, it'd be class. Hold on, I think one thing I would say is we've we've got something mixed up here. Obviously, we know a lot about Newcastle University rugby league for some weird and strange reason but the only reason we're meeting in a couple of weeks is for the Northumbria University Riddles and Limerick Society is it not? Yep that is correct Yep and my name's Brad and my name is Pat 
and Honestly, I, I have been to tell everyone your opposite names. The thing is, though, there's no. I don't think there's any current current lads who play who know either of us, and I don't know them. So we could definitely get away for it for a while, Brad. And your problem is, Pat, is that as you may be working on the Friday, I have at least eight hours of ripping into Aaron as Patrick Regglesworth. Day off. <laughs> have you got the day off? Yeah, but the day off. Obviously, I've got to shift some stuff over to the new house, but then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll am i be in spoons for lunchtime. Class, I can't wait. I can't wait for that mile car for breakfast. Oh. And a pint what, of time, what time is that going to be like? Half 11, 12? Uh, yeah. It'll have finished. It's just going to get silly, isn't it? But, oh, well. I have an urge just to track everything, everything we consume that weekend and see... No, I don't. The depths of no, it. No, thanks. You're welcome to. Please don't share it with me. Yeah, <laughs> you can do it for yourself, but not for me. Um, just want to give a shout out to Jess and Azia. Uh, caught with them last week. Friends from Unit. Uh, but apart from that, didn't do much of my week. Um, Patrick, I know you you didn't put a tweet out yesterday because you bottled it, but Newcastle staying up. What are you thinking? Yeah, definitely closer to safety, aren't they? I think we've got Brighton next weekend at home. If we can get a win there, I think we're, I think we're, we're looking pretty good. Um, I think Burnley might stay up. You know, looking at the table at the moment, I think if I was a Leeds fan or a Brentford fan, I would be starting to get worried now. Yeah, yeah I think Brentford, you've hit it. Yeah, nail on the head with Brentford. They've played like three more games, and a lot of people down there, aren't they? So, yeah, I mean. I'm still got squeaky bum time with Everton, so it's not it's not all good at the minute because I think we've got Chelsea coming up and Newcastle in a few weeks. Is that at home? Yeah, it's the rearranged fixture from was it? Yeah, 20, Christmas twenty eighth was it? Yeah, December. that'll be good. Um, yeah, it will be if we start playing better. But to be fair, I think we, we held off City until they got a bit of a scramble goal and then we um, we got a penalty disallowed, which leads on to a topic of Manchester City owning VAR. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how um, how good my position would be if I said that as a Liverpool fan because I know everyone says that about Liverpool that they always get decisions however I did watch the uh, game on match of the day and how it wasn't a penalty with knowing very limited about football I will never know no it's um, beggar's belief it's clear and blatant and there's genuinely no reason and Frankie Lampard's come out and just absolutely blasted the fourth officialing. I think it was Chris Kavanagh. So, um, I think there's definitely some sort of wizardry or omenry with regards to City winning the league, in my thoughts. Did you see the photo, the video of that fourth official when Tottenham scored the third goal? Oh, that was funny. City are like that kid that's at the top of the class, aren't they? Like, you know, we always used to say this, Jed, about people on our course that used to get like 90 plus in their exams. Once you've done a year of getting 90 plus, 
in the future, all the tutors will just get to your papers and be like, this is so-and-so, they smash it every time and just give you the benefit they don't. I thought everything's marked anonymously. Oh, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, throw that theory out then. I would have the lab papers and stuff, it must be. Yeah, I always thought with GCSEs and stuff, I thought they were always just just got marked by the teachers. I don't know why. Moving swiftly on, uh, did you watch the Six Nations yesterday? How good is Dupont? Um, yeah, very good. I mean, France just look unstoppable, don't they? Yeah, they look really good. I think that it's going to be the battle of the scrum halves next uh, next World Cup, isn't it? But yeah, I think I just think they're playing completely different rugby union to to especially everyone else in the Six Nations. They they're playing like actual eyes up. Eyes up, footing, kicking in behind, chasing harder. I just, I just, the more of a complete side than everyone else, in my opinion. They just tore Scotland apart. Do you think England will upset the party in Paris? Is it in Paris? Yeah. No. I did actually put down in my in my notes that England could upset the party. I just think it's such a French thing to do. Lose to Probably. England in Paris. Yeah, yeah. For the Grand Slam. Yeah, I could see it happening. Is that the is that the next is that the final game? I think so. I think it would be good to see. I think it So if 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 France lost that game and England won, all would be to play for, although how many bonus points have, have France got two bonus points now? I think they have, haven't they? Play yeah, three, one, three. 12 points. Uh, Just depends on what we 14. do against Ireland as well. Got 14 points. Who are we playing next week, Brad? Uh, either Ireland or France. I'm just going to uh, do a bit of Dior in now. I think it's, I think it's France next week. Um, it is. Is it on next week? No, no. there's a break weekend. It's like two Again. games, one game, then two Why games. Two break weekends, five game. Then it's, it's Ireland. So oh, is it? Sounds That's like we'll be watching that weekend. whilst in Newcastle. Oh, we will, we won't we? No, we won't. It's a break weekend. No, uh, we will. 12th of March. After. Oh, is it? Right, okay, fair. That'll be good. Well, I say that, that'll be good. I'll probably have to <laughs> then watch it again on YouTube because I won't remember any of the game. No, it I don't might think... be just after the game, so we wouldn't have been drinking that much. It's more memory loss from the proceedings of said <laughs> meal and said yeah. outing. But we'll have no signal because we'll be in A&A. But touching on the France v Scotland game, what actually happened with Scotland? They just looked completely disjointed. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch, watch most of the game. I only watched bits of it. But I thought Scotland are just so up and down. Again, it's annoying because they played the best game against England, because everyone does, and beat us. I was just about to say that, yeah. <laughs> like, they look so good against England that I was even like, Scotland looked really, really good here. And then, yeah, it's just a bit, bit disappointing. They just didn't turn up as much, I thought. Yeah, I know. It's just, um, especially in Scotland, you'd expect them to do better. 
yeah, they they normally put up a fight at home, but I think I think the performances differ whether it's under lights, whether it's like a during the day or at the evening for some weird reason. We always play England later on in the day, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, Here's a big one though for England. They have actually let in the least amount of points um, in the whole of Six Nations this this year. Well, wow! Only... So the French have got the French have had more points scored against them than England. Yeah, French have had fifty-one, England have had thirty-nine. To be fair, Italy put some points. Oh no, they didn't. I was going to say Italy put some points on France, but I don't think they did, did they? Mm. Not sure, but um, we haven't played Ireland and France. No, England never really blow any other team apart from Ireland away either. Sorry, I'm trying to understand that. Do they shit slingers? What against Ireland? No, just England in general in the Six Nations, apart from against Italy, because everyone plays well. The only thing, the only one I can remember is when it was like forty all against Scotland. Real bee in your bonnet. Everyone plays well against England, but no one else. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it is annoying, isn't it? Just because everyone hates English. It's definitely a factor in the Six Nations too, right? Especially and with the, the World Cup. what the World Cup, uh, the Rugby Union World Cup. Yeah, is it still a factor? Everyone then? hates England. I reckon so. Like South Africans hate England. Australians yes. don't like England. English don't really like South Africans, though, do they? <laughs> Not, Let's be honest. Not as a generalisation, just in sport. I think the world definitely celebrated with how bad we were our at our home nation World Cup. Yeah, the world also celebrates every time we shoot at cricket. Yeah, they do. Especially the Australian. All those like Virat Kohli fan accounts on in uh, on Twitter just rinsing everyone. Yeah, the that side of cricket Twitter is not good. There is an Australian who like the English though. Adam Hills, fan of the podcast. Fan of the podcast. Fan yeah, he is. Pod- Definitely fan of podcast ideas. Yeah, which is basically we're basically best mates. I'm going to have to watch the last leg now next week. See, we get a shout out. Yeah. Did he? Those... Um, did he? Did he follow us in the end, or just just a like? He just liked our tweets. Right. Disappointing, really. I thought I would have thought better of Adam, friend of the podcast. For those listeners, we um, we tweeted um, Adam Hill of the last leg, who um, the last leg had a bit of a. Bit of a skit regarding what sports should come into the Winter Olympics, and we touched on what we touched on the podcast last week. Was it last week or the week prior? Episode five, I think. Go back and listen. Yeah, exactly. Go back and listen about having a biathlon where it's got a snowball fight instead of shooting um, at the targets, which definitely caused more entertainment, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, who doesn't want to see somebody get hit by a snowball after just skiing three kilometres? Touching very closely onto the Winter Olympics, did you see that cross-country skier whose penis froze? Oh, yeah. Right, so this was... I wanted to bring up this last week. Like, 
Did you see the interview with him? No. He was acting like it was something that was just like, yeah, it happens all the time. It was like minus 19 degrees, wasn't it? If it got yeah. one degree colder, they would have had to stop. He had to, he had to defrost it. <laughs> like, what are you doing there? Put, putting yourself in the microwave for five minutes on just like hot water bottle. You've got to ask, has this happened before and why did it only happen to him? Big member. Yeah. Further away from his body. <laughs> but like you can just defrost it straight away because obviously if you're freezing and you put your hands under hot water, your hands go really itchy and red. So it would have had to have been a slow <laughs> process. And that's properly impacted his ability to rip and tear at the famous famous Olympic parks, shall we say. Did you think there were any ripping and tearing going on at them Beijing Olympics with COVID going on? Well, I bet there was in, in the summer ones, so I don't see why not. When there's a world is away, Jed. Yeah. I wouldn't like to go against the Chinese rules, put it that way. Oh, definitely not, no. Um, I also wouldn't like to eat super noodles for four weeks. Probably not. Did you see that? The whole of the yeah. American team took like loads and loads and loads of like dried pasta with them. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say super noodles, and I went, why would the American team go all the way to China and just take loads Sponsor. of super noodles? Yeah. Sponsorship deal. If super noodles want to sponsor us, reach out. Yeah, because actually we could eat them every day for four weeks. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, Brad, so I know you don't want to talk about it, but has Salford's bubble burst? Um, I don't know. I think sometimes defeats can be a good thing. There's some like you what, like kind 40 of forty point defeats. Yeah, well, you find out more about yourself in defeat than battering uh, people who'd rather be in the south of France. Um, having their crumpets, shall we say? So, uh, it 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 matters if it's like a snowball into something bigger. But I watched the highlights, and it just it didn't seem like we were playing to our standard. So I'm not not worried just yet. I think at the start of the season, I'd have took two wins from three. I think pretty much everyone would take two from three, apart from Saints, who if they go and beat in this year, will not be surprised. But but got a Got a big game next week against Huddersfield, so hopefully we silence the snake and win. So, but but yeah, I think Super League was an interesting one this week, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on at Leeds and Cass. They are the two that I'm a bit like, what is happening? I know Leeds have had a few injuries and suspensions and stuff, but I just don't think they're really clicking as they should be. With, which is understandable with a completely new spine, but yeah, I think the uh, the Lancashire clubs are taking over, aren't they? Best county in the world, mate. Yeah, we're going to back on form. Saints are flying as always, but I think Castleford. Go Warrington. Yeah, Warrington are playing well. I think Castleford's a main worry because they do look absolutely horrible. And I think Leeds, Leeds, you can probably give them a bit of justice because of injuries, maybe. 
Yeah, but I mean, they have had a few hard games as well, haven't they? Yeah, but I mean, Wigan, opening we... season, Warrington, Wigan, Catalan. But still, though, if you've got Catalan coming to uh, Headingley this early on in the season, you you want it to win there. Like that's an opportunity to be. No, yeah, I do one hundred percent agree. Yeah, they don't normally travel that well either. No, they pulled up to bed last year though, didn't they? A little bit. Yeah. Would you travel well, bad though? It's like, Would I it's travel? Like 15 well? de- no, it's like fifteen degrees down there. It's nice, sunny. It's horrible. I'd I'd hate, they... I'd honestly hate. I'd love to play rugby league <laughs> in the south of France. I would hate playing. Like it would be awful. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently it's freezing at Headley on Friday too, so I don't think I would travel well, if, if that is what you're asking, Pat. Well, I don't think that's a question he asked. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting, though, because there's always like the decisions on when to actually travel for games. I know I touched on it the other week with Toulouse flying like an hour and a half before kickoff. You, surely you've got to have a bit more sort of preparations, like... When the footballers travel for the Champions League, they how long do they normally leave it? Like a day, two days before. Is that yeah, a, is that a money thing though? With Toulouse, you know, not only you're paying for flights, then you're paying for hotels, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Catalan was it, it was a couple of years ago last year they started chartering a private jet instead of getting the easy jet one seven eight from Barcelona to Leeds Bradford. Oh, did they? Yeah, they now do like a private flight, I think, which makes sense. But it does make sense. When I went to Barcelona, the RFL uh, refereeing team was on my flight back. Uh, it was like Ben Fehler, um, oh, the guy from Saddleworth, Robert Hicks, and a few others <laughs> were on our flight back, which I think was a bit, bit strange. Strange experience. That just sums yeah. up the league, though, doesn't it? Yeah. On that on that money point, and two teams from not very far far apart and completely different styles of travelling, um, finished cheer this yeah. week, and I did think I thought the same when I was watching that, where they all go to um, uh, Navarro, all go to Dallas. Yeah, they fly from Dallas to Daytona. And they're all in like the Hilton. It's looking dead nice. It's sort of sharing like double rooms. And then TVCC take a twenty-hour coach journey. And I really know where they're. I know I can feel their pain because um, we've all done it. Uh, they get it down there and then stay in some like not great place. No wonder you'd be feeling grim. Like that's just that's like to lose to lose in Catalan all over again. Yeah, imagine that bus back though for TVCC. Ripping. Oh, it would be silly. Yeah, it would. Except it'd be dry because no one is old enough to buy booze. I'm sure there would have been a couple over 21. Fair. That would have been all, like, yeah, that would have been as good as the bus to salute. Um, that bus to salute and the bus back was the worst experience of my life. That, yeah, that nah, bus nah. to salute, good would be the last word I'd use to describe it. <laughs> Nah, come on. It was not fun. Give, give, it created zero journey... memories and it was just hell. It was just... Give, give the journey down some credit. I, can't, I yeah. can't. I don't think I can. I'll never ever forget, right? Getting off getting off the ferry 
um, the night before me and dad had bought two loaves of hoves and more ham than you could sink a ship with oh, and chicken. we yeah ham and chicken and we basically deconstructed the entire loaf and then put it back in the hoves bag and then wrapped it up and it was just stacks and stacks and stacks of sandwiches and i'll never forget you dead sat like in calais it was like must have been about like midnight and you were just so you were just so battered and you were just like please can you give me some of them sandwiches <laughs> just like yeah. it was, was it so butter on them near, near breaking point yeah, butter and caramelised onion mayo. And I remember it was so nice, but it was like room temperature. And I was just, just sitting on the floor of this couch because it was boiling, just eating these sandwiches, just like, oh, yeah, this is brilliant. It got to the point, obviously it's 20 hours, but you were, I think we were driving past like Leon or something. It was like, this is taking absolute forever. And you go, how long left? And you go, only uh, nine hours, and you were even at, well, just gone halfway there. Yeah, you'd but, stop at a service, a random service station in mid-France, look at a map and realise you've got so long. France is massive. <laughs> you don't realise how big France is until you drive through it. A mix of hungover and still a bit pissed on a coach with people that you've now learned to hate. If my memory actually serves me right, I think on the way back, we were sort of pushing it for actually getting the ferry. Yeah, yeah we were. And it didn't help we that the window on the top, which you can open, obviously, it's that fresh air in when you're in France, got stuck. So once you're in France, you're like, oh, it's no problem. Well, we didn't realise it was stuck. Got into London, well, got into like Dover, started driving up. Was, the more north we got, the more sort of like rain was sort of like hitting us. So we thought, oh, we'll shut the window. It was stuck. And when I mean stuck, it, it was laying in so much rain. It's just been directly in me. I was like, this is honestly... I could have got frostbite. I remember Finley like, wrapping themselves up in like T-shirts and like getting rained on. I think the, the worst bit of that journey for me was we, um, we were like getting near to Durham services and we've oh, been on the coach stop. for like 28 hours at this point like it'd been over 24 hours definitely and then it's like half an hour to go and we pulled like and we were like pulling off the slipway and one of the lads was like asked the bus driver like what what, what are we doing and he was like need to take a break lads and, and he was like but we're half an hour away and we've been driving for 28 hours and he was like sorry fellas we've got, got to stop for 45 minutes so we sat in this services for 45 minutes and nibby friend of the pod got picked up by his mum and I like when he told me that I was happening I just didn't I, I couldn't even speak to him I was like I've never been so jealous of another human being in my entire life Is it, it was in half that term one. that wasn't it yeah, yeah. it was Easter holes wasn't it yeah because you've got that thing in the coaches where you can only drive for like a certain amount of time and I remember us pulling in and it was just like I don't think any of us even, even went into like Costa or McDonald's well we went in just to sit down and just didn't speak. <laughs> just sat there in silence. There were like 10 of us left by this point. Yeah, because some people got off at like Weatherby and then like some people would have got off in London. Oh, just great. Oh, on top of that, actually, to the, it was more salt than wound because we were sharing with whole basketball. We were driving, do you remember driving up the M1 and we got to like, 
um, Stelby, Drax Power Station, Castleford area, and the like. The bus turns off and then oh, goes down the M62, and you're just like, oh, we're so close. What a grim place to have to visit. It's literally one way in and one way out, so it's just like a massive three-hour, like two and a half, three-hour detour. We had to wait for them for like forty-five minutes whilst we were there. Yeah, I remember there was like some lad called Daniel who was late when we were on the way there, and we all instantly just hated him. Yeah, he got loads of grief because his mate stood up and started being like, "Stop being nasty to him." <laughs> I remember like <laughs> Rig, Riggs and Connor were just at the back of the bus, and no one knew. Needed to say anything except for them too, and it was enough to absolutely like emotionally dismantle this like... bloke. Shouldn't been like indeed. Them coach but... journeys do break, come on. Oh, they make yeah, make or break you. You're never the same. You never go. You never get on the bus. Like when you get on that bus, you're never going to be the same man again. No. Um, just as probably Talking. a subsection, lads, I think. Um, probably speaking on the pod regarding Ukraine and Russia. Obviously, yes. hopefully, it all gets sorted soon and everyone in Ukraine is safe. Hopefully, soon, but it's not not really what you want to be happening, especially in this day and age, because it could it could spell well. It's already a disaster for everyone in Ukraine's, but we don't know where it could escalate to, so... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thoughts? Thoughts with... Definitely, Just, yeah. Uh, awful situation. Yeah. Um, Brad, do you want to introduce the challenge this week? Because you have set it. Right, so this week, because we are all... Well, Speak for myself anyway. Love a love got a bit of a sweet too. So um every week we try and see like top three. So top three last week was meats on a roast dinner. We're keeping on the food theme. Not sure how many weeks this is gonna last, but this week we're going for um top three biscuits. Um there may be some dubious answers in here because whether we're gonna class it as a biscuit or not, but we'll see. So Pat, Jared, have you got your list? Yes, I have. I just want to bring a few things up. I discussed this with my sister of what counts as a biscuit. Right. And we kind of come to the conclusion that it has to kind of be packaged in like either cylindrical or, you know, like a rectangular packaging and like stacked up. So like Kit Kats, Club Biscuits, they're not in it for me. Oh, right, there's some pretty what? strict parameters then, Jad. Club biscuits aren't in it for you. Yeah. Because that's more of a what? chocolate bar, isn't it? No, I'd say, if it's got biscuit in it, see, I reckon it's a biscuit, apart from a Twix. Are we going to go... Are we, oh, we going to... Because my list is completely genuine. <laughs> yeah, and then are we going to dredge up the 1927 story about whether Jaffa cakes are cakes or biscuits? Because I've heard... I don't know why, but working in a company that does accounting and tax for its predominant business, I heard this story about 15 million times, and I hate it. I've never actually heard the story, but I don't really want to hear it. I'd rather, okay, I'd rather go unknown. I, I always think... Emotionally if, against it. If it's in the name, it kind of sums up what it is. What? Orange flavoured? 
Right, yeah. Pat, let's go with your number three. Right, so just as a bit of an intro here, I, I managed to get my shortlist down to 11 biscuits, and then it was really hard from there. <laughs> um, and given those parameters that you've set there, Jed, it would oh, really well, we don't throw have to my... stick to them. We don't have to stick to them parameters. Like, I'm happy going. I've okay. got a backup. I've got backup options. Well, I'm going to go in at number three. Yep. And I've got some mentions that I need to give, and we can build that in whenever you want me to to share them. But my number three is a Cadbury's finger, milk, milk chocolate. Like a chocolate finger. Yeah. What a shout! That is a good shout. They're very awesome, aren't they? You have one, and you go. Oh. Could eat about twenty of them. Well, could eat do. an entire tray. Yeah. Oh, easy. They're, 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 they're a biscuit that you just can't have in the cupboard because once you've cracked them open, that's that's that gone. Yeah. What yeah. drink do you have in with it? Uh, throughout all of these, it's, it's cup of tea. Nice. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not a. I'm not a biscuit and coffee sort of person. I'm a tea and biscuit person. I think if you've got a biscuit with a coffee, it has to be biscoff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I wouldn't choose biscoff as a biscuit of choice. No. no, I wouldn't. It's very like unique flavour, some isn't it? I do actually. If you have a like a plain yeah. digestive with a coffee, rips and tears. I'll give it a go. I yeah, think I'll give it a back go. to the biscoff thing. There's nothing. There's there's few better feelings than ordering a coffee and it coming with a biscoff without you knowing. Yeah, it's no, I do like a biscoff. A nice little surprise. But uh, I get it. I get what you mean. Never choose it. I like Biscoff spread more than I like Biscoff biscuits. I'd, I'd say. What you have which is a, well, have you ever had them? You have had them. Oh, the please. Biscoff Rocky Road that Georgia makes. Yeah. It's yeah. just filth. Shout out to absolutely filth. Them. They are incredible. No, I feel left out. Oh well, we'll make you some bread. Um, Jed, what's your third? Um, my third is. The Fox's chocolatey rings. What? Normal dairy chocolate, white chocolate? Or just... Yeah, the milk chocolate ones. Right. That is such a shout. They are unreal. Cup of tea. It's, it is a shout, oh, but four of them. Do they I only quite like the Marks and Spencers. No, they come, they're, they're like Tesco's own ones and stuff. Oh, right. I was going to say, if it shout comes out. in a box, I'm not sure you can. You probably can have it, to be fair. One minute, you were the one that was saying, let's scrap all these parameters. A, they do come on their own. But B, that's ridiculous. Well, if you come on um, their own, it's not no debate, isn't it? Just at this point, though, shout out to, have you ever had one of them chocolate biscuit selection boxes from Marks and Spencers? No. So good. See, for, for some reason, we get we get them because kids get Georgia them at Christmas. Um, Georgia's a teacher. Random children don't give my partner biscuits. Um, she, she she gets it as a Christmas present. But they do a dark chocolate one, a milk chocolate one, and a white chocolate one, and they are ridiculous. That whole box yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Best best biscuit selection going on the market. Anyway, sorry, Jed. Foxes, rings. When are you having this? What time of day? Whenever. I'd literally have one at half seven in the morning. I'd have one. Would you? At one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'd, 
I agree. I think any of these any of these biscuits I'm going to name are yeah. edible at any second of today. Yeah, I remember in the 2021 lockdown at the start of the year, um, I worked half seven till uh, half five every day for like three months. It was grim. Um, and I'd always get up, go downstairs, make myself a brew and have two chocolate digestives every morning at half seven. It was just the little things that kept me going. <laughs> I don't know whether I could. <laughs> that would not be what I was craving at half seven, but hats off to you, Jed. No, with a brew. It was just brilliant. <laughs> just just like the first hour of my day, I was just checking emails and doing a bit of work admin just downstairs, sat with Oscar. Do you, do you like the thickness of the chocolate on one of those right? I think that's what I, that's what I like the most about them it's just you're yeah. getting a lot it's of just chocolate, chocolate there. In it, basically with a yeah. little bit of crunch inside all right Brad third yeah uh, me like Pat I think I've probably divulged a list of now I'm like 15 different types of biscuits that are probably top three worthy um I'd say third I'm probably gonna go with um Nice biscuits. You ever had them? See, yeah, they would I'll... have never. I'd have never. I've never have shortlisted them. But yeah, they're obviously stalwart biscuit. I've I put them in third place because what would have been number one for me? I've probably now after Jed's terms and conditions, red tape. Oh, my um, my no, my terms and conditions have gone. Treaty Versailles. Now... I am now picking ones that don't fit them conditions. Well, if we are not going with your conditions, then I'd actually go with custard creams as third. Third? Interesting. Not standard. Have you ever had the golden Oreos, which are basically like custard creams? Never. No. Have them. They're good. I've always been a custard 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 cream. What's that? Are you dipping a custard cream? Oh, yeah, I dip everything. Well, not, well every biscuit. You look, you're one of the one of the greatest dippers of all time. You can <laughs> dip with the double dip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> dip it until it's soggy and it like, waves about a little bit at you. All right. Um, I was going to ask a follow-up question, but it might ruin what's coming in your other two selections. So. Oh, I'll tell you now. They're better than bourbons. Okay. Oh, Ooh. I'm not a big bourbon fan. Oh, that is controversial. I'm a, I remember getting in from a night out, <laughs> getting in from a night out on the Union first year, and I just bought a pack of like the big pack of bourbons from the Londis at the top of Ricky Road, and I just made myself a brew with me and Tom Wilkinson, who for some reason came back to my flat, and we just pounded these bourbons just let them all last drinking a brew dressed as angels after a um, social and just chewed the fat it was brilliant lovely is that your number two pick or are we waiting no it isn't but it's not in my top three but I'm a bourbon over custard cream man you're a bourbon over a custard cream wow what's the guy, aren't I? We all know this. Uh, number two, I'm locking in uh, custard oh, cream, nice. actually. Yeah. Oh, well, so. 
I'm with you, Brad. I'm with you in solidarity. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> no, I can't. There's nothing more to be said there. I think. Yeah, I've got nothing, nothing else to say. Any, any great, really. any great, any great man would have them in the top three. One thing I would say is there was a point in third year when um, we were doing finals, and Jed and I used to obviously do the same course. And there was a long, there was extended weeks that went by where we would work into the in the library until about four, go home and play Battlefield for about three and a half hours. Um, but as part of that, we used to do a lot of shopping together as well. Basically, just lived our lives side by side. Um, and I remember that we got in a habit, a bad, bad habit of buying like two packets of biscuits a week and just absolutely chinning them every them. single week. Yeah. It was a great time. It was. I mean, I I finished uni 15 kilos heavier than I am today, but it was, it was a great time. Yeah, I finished. Yeah, I was probably about 12 kilos heavier than I am now. But yeah, many a custard cream, many a pint and a castle brown ale. Yeah, what a time to be alive. Going, uh, walking past the cricket club on the way home, seeing the grammar school year eight playing and just thinking, oh, we'll go watch a bit of that. You've made it sound weird now. (laughs) Yeah. Or just seeing a game of cricket being played and then thinking, oh, we'll watch a bit of that. And then it turns out to be the local school. Like one of the most uh, games of cricket ever. I'll never forget Aaron Levy, friend of the pod. We'll get him on soon. Um, Finishing his exams before all of us. And he went to the cricket club on his own and just got he got pissed and really, really sunburned <laughs> and fell asleep on a bench. <laughs> I remember we had to like we went and like scraped him off it. And he was like, You're right, fellas. And he was buzzing to be finished. I've never yeah, that was um pretty jealous of him that yeah, time actually. That's funny. All right. Um, anyway, what's your number two, Jed? My number two is this this is a late entry and it's just come in. But it's an orange club. Ooh, I do like an orange club. For me, belongs in the same league as like Rocky and Goldbar. So are we counting them as biscuits? This is this was my. Club. Well, you didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't. But they're a biscuit. Doing... Yeah, all right. They orange are a club. biscuit. They're not on the chocolate chocolate bar front. Yeah, great biscuit. One of the best biscuits of all time, apart from my number one. But yeah, I could easily pound ten orange clubs. In a yeah, round. theme running. There's a theme running here, Jed, as well. Of loads of, of chocolate. You, you know, I'm a massive you cho- chocolate yeah. guy. You choosing a high chocolate to biscuit ratio. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, uh, that don't probably, blame you. That kind of ties into my second choice, and I've gone with um, the gold bar. Nice. Oh yeah, classic. I've not had a gold bar for years because I'm all right. I think they still do them in Asda. Um, Is that the one with like a caramel out it? Yeah, like white chocolatey sort of. Yeah, I'm a big white chocolate fan, so that was easily. It would, it should really be number one on my list if I was going to like choose a biscuit, but um, number one is just something I could like continuously eat for weeks and weeks and weeks and still be happy, sort of thing. So, but um, touch on your. Club Orange, Jed, I think chocolate and orange is one of the best combinations, really, for for biscuits and also for any chocolate bar. 
Yeah, never trust anyone that don't like chocolate orange. No. And also never trust anyone that prefers caster dogs. They're two rules I live by. Yeah. I think that's a fair uh, fair rules to live by, to be fair. Uh, Pat, what's top of your list? You prefer cats to dogs. Top of my list is slightly slightly rogue one. Not rogue, but uh, I don't know what they're... I've only ever seen them in Aldi. Um, Actually, the Sainsbury's around the corner. Choco, I think they're called something like Choco Leibniz, Leibniz, Leibniz biscuits. They're basically like a malted milk with like a a chocolate layer, but the chocolate just overhangs the biscuit ever so slightly, so you can eat all the chocolate off the sides. And then, unbelievable biscuit. Is it in like a blue packaging? Yeah. Yeah. What a yeah. biscuit. Oh, that is a good shout. That is a lot of chocolate but, to biscuit ratio too. Best biscuits out there. Yeah, that's so good. They that's very rogue choice. Well. Yeah, they're yeah. so good with a cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, and, I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. I think you stumped us there. I think you've um You've won. Move on. We'll speak next week. <laughs> Jed, you're yeah. number one. So my number one is uh a Tunnock's caramel wafer. Good good shout. Yeah. Uh again, chocolate. No surprise at this point. But I just think the Tunnock's caramel wafer. It's a brilliant biscuit. So versatile. Again, you can have it any time of the day. Yeah. Or dessert. T- t- temperature is a big one for me in a, in a Tunnock's caramel wafer. If it's too cold, it's it's a bit of a chore. Yeah, it has to be it has to be room temp. Yeah, because um, get quite hard to eat. They're quite thick, aren't they? Yeah, they oh, usually get kept thick. in the fridge in my house. So I used oh. to have to was it in the microwave for five seconds before I ate it. That could have been a stipulation. If it could go in the fridge, is it a biscuit? But anything can go in the fridge. You can't physically, you, you yeah. Can put a kiss and, you can put a custard <laughs> cream in the fridge. No, but you wouldn't. You would. You'd, you'd have a biscuit. They go in the biscuit tin. I, I, I argue the caramel wafer go in the biscuit tin, but they could also yeah, go in no the fridge. Same. But anything can go in the fridge, Brad. We've just said it's no. Do they optimal suit... if it goes in the fridge? Right. If it being in the fridge doesn't affect it's like your eating experience. Right, well, Brad. What 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 what's your number one and why aren't you keeping it in the fridge? <laughs> Do you know what? I can't believe it's not, not made the game either... show right there. <laughs> yeah. It's not made either your top three, but not disgusted, but a bit uh, disheartened with the um podcast team I've sort of we've sort of created here. Um chocolate digestive. You call me so, the missionary man. So far. <laughs> He's got you, Brad. Yeah, yeah. Digestive biscuit. He's so far ahead of everything. The eighteen twenties wrong, they want their biscuit, Brad, back 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 for us. He can't speak. He's that disgusted yeah. in you across the ability to speak. What is wrong with a chocolate digestive biscuit? There's nothing wrong with it. Brad, I mean, I agree. The brilliant biscuits. As I said before, I used to eat two at half seven most mornings yeah. for three months. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, sorry for the for the listeners. Brad's just been making a note of this, and he said first place. Whatever Pat said. 
but yeah, Brad, I just I I think they're more of a they're more of a meat and potatoes bit. They're not making my top three. Yeah, and exactly. I, I think I didn't consider it, but yeah, that's well, where I stand. Shall we do some honourable mention? Uh, yeah, I've actually got a list here of top 20 favourite biscuits in the UK. There is a study... Are your two... top favourites? No, this is done a study done by Perspectives Global, over 2,000 people. And call me the missionary man, but Chocolate Digestive was number one with 69%. It's unlike you to go with the crowd, though. It is. Yeah, very, very unlike you. Maybe, maybe times are changing. Maybe everyone's going on to the old underdog story. Yeah, exactly. Did you oh, have a bit Brad. of a shortlist then, Brad? Or do you want me to? Do you want me to fly through my my shortlist? I'm not going to yeah, dwell on, on, on many enough for long. Chocolate digestive, custard oh. cream, obviously made top three. Kit Kat, Twix biscuit fingers, nice. Uh, Choco Lebney's made number one. Biscoff, top discussed fingers number three. Gold bars, Rockies, nice, nice. Which one, chocolate Malt- or caramel? Caramel, yeah. Malted milks, great with a brew. They are good with a brew. And then this one, is it a biscuit? Uh, Tunnock's tea cake. Yes, love it. Also, it's not a biscuit. Considered. You said anything with biscuit in. It's called a tea cake, though. Yeah, a Jaffa cake called a Jaffa cake, but it's still a biscuit. That's where that's where our, our, our paths cross. I think it's a cake. Huh. All right, bro. All right, well, we'll your strike that one off. Um, what? Just repeat your. Oh, with your list, Pat. Obviously, Kit Kat and Twix is. Did anyone ever have like Twix tops when they were younger? Oh, yeah. No, what are they? So it's like the biscuits on the outside, then in the middle, like a stream of chocolate, and then we've got caramel caramel in it. Oh, they sound good. They are good. Well, if we did, if this was a list for like chocolate bars, Twix might be my number one. So I'd have them as biscuits. I have them as chocolate bars, not biscuits. But um, honorable mentions Jammy Dodgers. Nice. Um, Oreos I know Ted you mentioned them I think a dubious one's probably ginger nut biscuits nice do you like a ginger nut I'm not yeah I I always find them a bit too hard they're the only one on the list that's probably not Moorish I think have two and you're alright have any more again great with a brew really good with a brew almost change the flavour of the brew though don't they yeah, in a good way. Biscuit of self-restraint, ginger nut. Yeah, and then I do like a shortbread too. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a shout. And then another one, a Viennese whirl. Oh, classic. Mint, that's part of one. the m and selection box, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Jed, any honourable mentions that haven't been mentioned? Yeah, so, I mean, I know they discontinued, but the Fox's Echo, the white chocolate one. Elite what biscuit. Don't tell me you never had a Fox's Echo. No. I think it might not have lived. 
I need to look these up. They were great. They were, like, they were like Twix biscuit fingers. Like they looked like it, but it was two layers. The top was like an or was like an aero chocolate, and the bottom was like a chocolate digestive. Oh, absolute rippers! I had them when I was younger. They yeah. were ridiculous, weren't they? Yeah, it's kind of like an aero, but with more with a bit of biscuit again. Oh. M- loads of chocolate. Oh they, yeah, it, they contributed to, to me being a fat kid. Yeah, uh, Foxy's Golden Cream Crunch. It's probably one of the only ones without chocolate in. Yeah, and Prince's Chocolate Biscuits. You'll get them on holiday. They're like a really soft biscuit with like a um, like a cream, like a chocolate like cream in the middle. Oh, they're like beans. Yes. Mm, there International um, shout out, yeah. International shout out, but yeah, I think. Um, is that us boys? Are we done? Yeah, I Anybody think anybody else been... got anything else? Brad, are you going to talk about your Tory boat race because it's two weeks now where you've not two talked weeks about now. it? I know it is going to be a second week, but it is coming up to the hour and a half mark, isn't it? Uh, and it, it could you've be a good yarn, yeah. Two minutes. So, went to watch a friend who plays at Sale. FC, RUFC, or whatever they're called. Yep. Like sales second second string. And obviously the game was done. Scored in, scored the match winner in the last minute uh, against Rosalind Park down in London. So this is like the third tier of rugby union. Um, so like many sporting clubs, they do captain v captain of the boat race. So down in down in a pint. I think these I think the sale lad comfortably did it all cheers all all fun and games and then someone gets on the mic again and goes a sale fan has challenged a Rosalind Park fan for a boat race I went surely not surely no one's going to sign up for this and you see two probably like between 40 and 50 year olds just stroll up to the stage get on because you're quite high up and just have like their own boat race as fans, and you go, no one signs himself up to doing a boat race, do they? No. Who willingly he's, he's has just it? Asking for fail failure. Yeah. Oh, and the guy you challenged, the other guy, got absolutely demolished. So that was. Uh, we will judge that. <laughs> I'm not very good at downing pints. I think I might be all right down in a Guinness because it's not too fizzy, but lager it's just it's just not 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 me. Are you any good, Jad? Um, no, because I don't really like lager, uh, and cider's really fizzy. Um, and like anything that I'd be good at downing is just so hard to down because I don't like it, or it's fizzy, or it's Bailey's. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, Bailey's. Pat, it's not Pat it's... Can sugar pint. Pat's a decent, decent pint yeah. drinker. Pat's a yeah. sugar. Open his gullet, can't you? Yeah, that was the most controversial, controversial um, five minutes of my entire time at university. It was when me and Will did a. I, I think me and Will are absolutely toe to toe in sinking a pint, and that was yeah. the best. You get quite aggressive with it, don't you, Pat? Me. Yeah, for being quite a missionary man, you, you're quite stern on wanting to win a boat race. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to lose a boat race. Who, who wants to lose a boat race? Um, 
Nah, I don't mind down and stuff. The only thing I don't, I didn't. The least, the least, my least favorite one was Bailey's. Not because of down in it, more because of how heavy it is. It's, it's like drinking a pint of double cream. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I think that was the yarn on. Finish that on down in pints. Um, nice. Been a pleasure, boys. As yeah, always, it has been a pleasure. And as always, remember to follow us on Twitter, get your podcasts wherever you get them from, and email us if with any funny chat that we can read out. That'd be funny. Yeah, and that says we a are lot. Now on all podcast platforms that are worth being on. Yeah, and through difficulties, are... but that we'll touch on that next week. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it's many. Too soon for Jed. <laughs> it's too soon. I've got, I've got PTSD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, right. thanks again, boys. Cheers, fellas. See you later. See ya. Right. Great Bye. work. Speak soon. Bye.